The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus spoke to his disciples about the end which is to come. He said, Before all the tribulations occur, the authorities will arrest you and persecute you. They will hand you over to synagogues and prisons, and you will be brought before kings and governors because of my name. This will give you an opportunity to testify. So make up your minds not to prepare your defense in advance, for I will give you words and a wisdom that none of your opponents will be able to withstand or contradict. You will be betrayed even by parents, by brothers and sisters, by relatives and friends, and they will put some of you to death. You will be hated by all because of my name, but not a hair of your head will perish. By your endurance, you will gain your souls. The Gospel of the Lord. We continue reading from the book of Daniel. Now we're in chapter five. Nebuchadnezzar has died. His successor, Belshazzar, is on the throne, and we see what type of king he is. Very weak, prone to debauchery. He's holding a great wine feast for thousands of his lords, and the way it's described in the original language, it's an ongoing drinking feast. So there's all kinds of sin going on in this feast. As a result, this king is very weak. To make matters worse, he takes the sacred vessels that were stolen from the Jerusalem temple and brings them out to be part of this drunken feast. So he's committing sacrilege. God intervenes, and there's handwriting that's appearing on the wall of the palace, and he's devastated. His knees knock, he loses color in his face, and calls upon his own wise men and sorcerers, but they can't read the writing. And then the queen mother remembers that there is a wise man in captivity that served the king's father, Nebuchadnezzar, by the name of Daniel. So Daniel is called in to the feast, and he is able to read the writing immediately and gives the devastating judgment. You have been weighed on the scales and found wanting. Your kingdom is divided and given to the Medes and Persians. And that very night, Belshazzar is murdered. Darius the Mede takes over and conquers Babylon. There's a great lesson in all of this for us. First of all, just a reminder that sin has devastating effects on a person. It actually empties us out of our substantial being so that we're not able to withstand any kind of stress, any kind of difficulties. And that's why we see Belshazzar crumbling before all his lords at the appearance of this writing. It's very similar to what King Xerxes did in the book of Esther. He also began with a great feast for thousands and his intention was to convince the army to come with him and conquer Greece. And they do, and it's a great defeat, and Xerxes has to retreat in shame. Here, Belshazzar is drinking in front of the thousands to assure the people that his gods, the gods of Babylon, will protect from their enemies, even though the Medes and Persians are right outside the walls, threatening. 
So he drinks to praise the gods of gold, silver, bronze, iron, wood, and stone. He has nothing to support himself, and he's conquered that very evening. The fingers that write on the wall, well, that's God, and that's not the first time God has written. In the book of Exodus, it was the finger of God that wrote the Ten Commandments, the first of which was not to have any idols. Well, that's the first commandment that Belshazzar is breaking. We see in the New Testament that Jesus writes in the dirt with the woman caught in adultery. And the other incident is in the book of Exodus again, where the wise men of Pharaoh are trying to keep pace with Moses in these plagues, and finally they throw up their hands and say that this is the finger of God. The question is, has God written in our hearts his very laws and nature? When we read the scriptures, when we pray, is God etching his very nature into us so that we will stand firm in the midst of struggles and testings that will come surely our way? The other theme of this reading is this drinking festival, and it's a contrast to how Jesus begins his ministry. He comes to a wedding feast, and the wine runs out. Then he changes not just a little bit of water into wine, but 180 gallons into the best of wine. And it's a fulfillment of the Old Testament, which said that when the Messiah would come, there would be great feasting and wine would flow. And this is Jesus now saying, he is the King of Kings, Lord of Lords. He will then change that wine into his blood. And now here we are at a great feast, the Feast of the Eucharist. And Jesus is not just going to feed us with his body, blood, soul, and divinity, and not just thousands, but throughout history, millions and millions. We're very privileged to be here to share in the true feast and then to give our hearts to the Lord and be strengthened and go from glory to glory so that we're able to stand against the stresses and strains and testing of our culture. When we get to the gospel, Jesus warns us that the time will come when there will be persecution. He says, this will give you an opportunity to testify. I will give you words and a wisdom that none of your opponents will be able to withstand or contradict. Not a hair of your head will perish. By your endurance, you will gain your souls. This is what Daniel did in the Old Testament. He prayed, worshiped, and he praised the Lord, and he grew in strength so that he was able to withstand not just the pressures of Nebuchadnezzar and Belshazzar, but also Darius, Cyrus, and finally he was released with the rest of the Jews to go back and to rebuild the temple. So it's a great set of readings for us to ponder. Let us give our hearts to the Lord. Let him write with his finger in our soul and let us taste of this great messianic banquet the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Christ, and grow from strength to strength as we endure whatever test comes our way, are able to testify to the good news. Let us pray.